everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of It's About Bravo. I'm Maddie. I'm Annie. And we are just the girlies today. The boys are on a trip to Mexico on a little cast trip, and the girls are taking over. Thank God. Yeah, we needed the boys out of here. And like full disclosure, just so people know, I was invited on the cast trip. Um, it's our friend Elvis. No drama. <laughs> no drama. No drama. Our mutual friend Elvis, friend of the pod. He's been on a few times. It's his birthday weekend. He invited me a few months ago, but um, it was when I was in my unemployment era, so I couldn't mm-hmm. really like book a trip to Mexico. So <laughs> luck, but luckily I wasn't able to go because who else would have done this podcast with you, Annie? You would have been all alone. Well, you know, I could talk to a park bench, so that would have probably been fine, but <laughs> not as interesting for you guys. No, you could have done a solo podcast for sure. I don't doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was kind of a slow week in Bravo news, but we do have some stuff to talk about. So let's get right into... That's my opinion! Okay, so unless you live under a rock, you have seen this New York Times article, or at least some of the quotes pulled from Sandoval. And it was almost baffling to read what he said. So the New York Times article, the writer goes behind the scenes with Tom. I think she spent like a day or so with Tom, just like observing his behaviors and like writing stuff down that he said. And wow, just kind so of that, pray for her. That sounds horrible. <laughs> no, like she probably like we need to pay for her therapy. Like poor yeah, girl, yeah. she is the new like assistant basically. Yeah. Um, but one of the quotes that came out that everyone is talking about is when he said, like he quoted, I'm not a big, I'm not really big into pop culture, but I witnessed the OJ Simpson thing and George George Floyd and all these big things, which is really weird to compare Scandoval to that, I think. But do you think it's weird that it's a little bit of the same? First of all, the way he talks, like me reading that exact quote, like speak English. <laughs> it, it sounds like him though. He does sound so fucking stupid. Like, like they didn't take out any of his like, oh, I think, oh. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they did, though. Like, (laughs) But comparing, like, a cheating scandal to basically two murder murder trials that happened, George (laughs) Floyd and O.J. Simpson. And it's Mm -hmm. like, who do you think you are, Tom Sandoval? Like, it's disgusting. I can't even imagine how other people felt that cell for the first time. It was crazy to read. Yeah, I mean, we've you know, hated him and and he's been really kind of slowly revealing his character and we'll get into more of that in the, you know, VPR episode recap, but it is wild to just have like a look inside of his brain. He really doesn't know who he is and he doesn't know what's going on. He has a really skewed view of reality. And I was just going to say that. Yeah. It's weird that reality TV gave him a skewed view on reality. Eh, yeah well <laughs> i mean it's kind of like not that weird i guess like these i mean i don't i think this happens often but it's uh i just yeah i don't i don't even with how stupid he fucking is i still can't believe that the those words like came out of his mouth when he knew that he was like doing an interview you know yeah. like, that's the thing it wasn't just like someone like caught this audio like this is like he chose to say this to a reporter it's almost similar to the fact that tom schwartz chose to have his hair done by a professional hair stylist that way and sit down for an interview like it's like you chose like you chose that no they he chose that um one of the things another another crazy comparison crazy comparison um one thing that stood out to me was bravo by bitches bravo by betches posted this quote And Jordan from Summer's House Martha's Vineyard, who is a black woman, commented on it and was like, to compare this 
to a murder that we all witness in front of our eyes during Black History Month. Like, a shame. Like, I can't believe you used Tom Sandoval. Well, and I think that maybe when he brought up O.J. Simpson, he was thinking of himself as Nicole Simpson. Like, he's, <laughs> I feel like that's what he was, like, relating to. Like, he really thinks that he is such a victim of this whole situation that that's who he chose to bring up. Like, it's wild. Well, I don't know. I mean, because, I mean, comparing yourself to O.J. Simpson would make a lot more sense because you are a horrible person. But I think he was identifying with the the victim in both scenarios. And that's like really kind of fucked up. Yeah. The only comparison that he like, he says he's not big into pop culture, but like everybody knows about like Brand, An- Brad, Angelina and Jennifer Aniston. Like you could have done that comparison. Yeah. Yeah. That would make sense. That is similar. Yeah. yeah I wish that he was more into pop culture so they could have. Yeah. Said that. Just a cheating scandal to like two murder trials or just nothing that I could even fathom comparing like honestly like it is so narcissistic and um crazy because you're so right like even comparing yourself to like brad and jennifer aniston would still be kind of egotistical you know what i mean yeah. like even you saying that you're like as big as like a list celebrity couple that everyone was like rooting for even that would have been like a reach quite frankly so like it, I mean, I don't even, I, I can't even like talk about it. It's crazy. Like people really thought it was like a joke or a spoof sometimes, like when they were reading it and people had to be like, no, this really happened. He really said these things like actually. Yeah. He also, he just, the entire article, the amount of quotes that are just crazy are hilarious. He has one quote about Jojo Siwa on the special forces. He so was, he- Okay. He said, he said, they made Jojo Siwa look like she was better at special forces than me, but I was the best. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but basically he said he was mad the way it came out because Jojo Siwa wasn't doing as good as he was, but that's how it played. I did did see that video of like, um, there was like a picture of like him, like, you know, climbing some rope or something and like looking kind of badass. And then they were like, you know, what like the marketing looks like on that show and then what really happened and it's like a video of like jojo siwa like carrying him carrying him up the mountain yeah (laughs) well that's pretty good (laughs) yeah so overall like the article it's lengthy but it just goes to show like what we're dealing with with tom sandoval um we could talk about this forever so why don't we just get right into the vanderpump rules recap Maybe he's angry, he's upset, he doesn't know what he's doing. So no, he's actually doubling down because what did he what say about me last night? He called her a narcissist. A narcissist is never going to admit they're a narcissist. Yeah, I know. That's why Lala won't say she is. I've messed up a lot of times and I feel like I own it all the time. Yes, you know what? I should have asked more questions with Randall. I'm not stupid. I understand it. Of course, but I haven't held held that against you, have I? He has. Going out into the press saying, well, it needs to be real. She doesn't share her life. She was a mistress. She should have known. I can't forgive someone when they can't acknowledge what, how they hurt me. So another week, another Vanderpump Rules episode that is just kind of boring and a little dark. Are you feeling the same way, Annie? 
Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm finding it interesting to kind of like dissect what's going on with Tom. Uh, because he's really revealing a, a lot about himself and and seeing, you know, Tom Schwartz also kind of try to stumble his way through all this. I mean, I still find it interesting, just like on a human level of like judging these people, I guess. Yes. But it is uh, very boring reality TV for sure. Yeah. It's almost that like the better humans that they're trying to be, like they're being super curious, you know, they're a Ariana's not wanting to film with Tom, which I don't. I don't like. I don't hate her for I don't think that. Anyone is surprised by that? Yeah, but yeah. it's just like they're being such great people in their everyday lives that it's not leading in for good TV. And then when it comes to the Tom Sandoval of it all, it's kind of hard to watch or even really comment on appropriately because we're talking about something so serious, like trigger warning suicide, when with Lisa in the sit down with Lala and Sheena. But it's kind of hard to dissect that in a bit because you want to think okay, Lisa's coming from a really good place in her heart. She lost her brother to suicide and hearing something that Tom went through could be very similar to her. But at the same time, Tom put himself in the situation that is the reason why he's depressed, why he's going through all of this. It's like the situation you created this Tom. (laughs) Yeah. I think that that's the puzzle piece that's like missing is that he's like not ever kind of really acknowledged that. And I think that, um, Lisa is coming from a good place. There are times where I feel like she's coming more from like a producer spot as well, though, Mm -hmm. and trying to get people to film with him. Um, I think that she's genuinely like sad and reminded of her brother too with these conversations. Absolutely. Um, but you know, there's a difference between being like sad and upset and affected by something that's happening to you and like having depression. And so, yes. I mean, thank I don't, you. I, yeah. And I don't know, like, you know, what's going on, but it also, you lose a little bit of credibility. I think be, when you bring these things up in a way to like deflect attention off of you, like negative, you know, I'll, I'll bring this up. So there was a, you know, episode a couple seasons ago with Jen Shaw on Salt Lake City, where, you know, they were actually accusing her of deflecting, accusing her of not taking accountability for her actions. And um, they were finally calling her out. And her first thing when she was back into a corner was to bring up that she, you know, had thought about committing suicide. Let me finish. I almost committed suicide. I tried to, okay? Because your friend is heartless and decided to drag me and my entire family. So, yes. Oh my God. I totally remember this. It's hard when someone's bringing it up, like only in these scenarios when they're trying, when they're like in a fight, basically. Yeah. It's, it's just hard to kind of wrap your head around that because now you kind of have to shut up. Like, what do you say to that? You know, it's kind of like, you know, exactly. I think he knows what he's doing. And I'm not saying that I don't believe that he had those thoughts. I mean, I'm sure this has been horrible. He's yeah. Like, I mean, being that hated is I'm sure horrible on your mental health, but it's just like kind of weird to talk about it around those circumstances. Yeah. And who knows if he's getting help like from therapist or if he's like on medication, but the fact that they only show him doing a cold plunge with Billy Lee to be like, he's like, I've been going through a lot and there's like a lot of stuff on my brain. So like, I just need to clear my head. And it's like doing a cold plunge. It's like, have you heard of therapy? Have we maybe tried therapy? (laughs) That's a really good point. That's a really good point. I would hope, yeah, he's acting like that is him like taking steps to like. Yes, it's like, 
People do a cold plunge every day that aren't dealing with like depression. They just do a cold plunge for health benefits. Like, I don't know yeah. if the health benefits cause like cure depression. Maybe, maybe I'm just unaware. Maybe that's it. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I'm like, I can't. And Billy Lee, do either of them know? Like, does, does Sandoval know? Okay. I'm only filming with Billy Lee because she's the only, she's the only person that'll film with me. And does Billy Lee know oh, that Billie. she's only filming with Tom Sandoval? Cause She's the only one that will. Billy Lee knows. Billy Lee knows very, very, very much. I would say that's like abundantly clear. Um, I think that she is a bottom feeder and a bottom feeder wanted to be on this show so bad from the get. I mean, the reason why she really flopped when she was on the show was because she came off thirsty as fuck and and genuine and like she was trying to make a moment, you know, mm-hmm. like and and it, it was like cringeworthy, right? Like so most of the people on that cast just like don't like her on a personal level. They all were kind of unanimously did not want to film with her anymore. I mean it was like pretty Obvious. It seems pretty cut and dry. Like she was no yeah. longer like friends with everybody they don't now. Like her. Here she they is. can't fake liking her. They faked liking mean people before, like or like bad people before, but like they weren't like it wasn't there was no place for her on the show. I think that she knew a hundred percent what she was doing. She knew that like he's at his lowest point, he's vulnerable, he has no other friends, no one else is gonna hang out with him or film with him. So like this is the time that I can finally like get back into this group because like there's no one else. Yeah, and just seeing her sit in front of him in the cold plunge, like her face, like I hate. I was cringing. Like, girl, you yeah, are so desperate. You are so desperate. She always has been. It's been. It's always been hard to watch. Like, it's just that's like that's the vibe from the minute she kind of came onto the show. I think. Yeah. And, do know. we think talking about the Tahoe trip? One, do we think for sure Ariana and Katie are out? And two, do we think Billy Lee will also be there? Um, I don't think Billy Lee will be there. I would have, I don't know, but I um I know that Ariana and Katie won't be there, right? I mean, we did we see the pictures before? We saw like a preview, but I I really I'm gonna be honest, I was zoning out a lot during this episode. <laughs> no, but there was a picture that went viral like months ago when they were filming that leaked that it was like, and everyone was like criticizing. Um, you know, Lala for like standing next to Tom in a photo. Oh yes, okay, yes, I know what you're talking about. I don't know if that was Tahoe or not. I can't. I honestly can't remember. I think that it was. I think that so was they the weren't first, there. They were. It was the first cast trip, and they were saying like we were on a cast trip. Give us a break. We took a photo with them. Oh like, yes, yes. So was yeah. Ariana there or no? I don't believe so. Yeah, no, that's... she was not. She no, she was for sure not. For sure, she was not there. It it's made it seem like annoying to watch. It made it seem like when the, when it, the pictures came out months ago, it made it seem like, oh, Lala and Sheena have forgiven Tom because they're in pictures with him. Like whatever. That was like the whole narrative. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm. You're literally jogging all my memory back. Like I can remember the smallest things in my mind, but for some reason, like Bravo and pop culture, because I consume so much of it, after a few weeks, it's like gone. Bye. See you never. Fair. I wouldn't have remembered, but like as soon as they started talking about it, I I like I like immediately was like, oh, this yeah. is like um, yeah, yeah, totally. The other thing that really like a funny thing that stood out to me this episode 
was in the very beginning, it opened with Katie and Ariana talking. She's like, oh my God, the Lyft driver the other night. Can you believe our Lyft driver last night? I still can't get over it. Oh my God. Me and Katie got in a Lyft from See You Next Tuesday. And when he dropped me off at my house, he said, I remember this house. I dropped you off here, I think, before. He was like, you and your husband were fighting. Oh, it's hot. He was cheating on I was like, yep. He was the Lyft driver from the night on March 1st. I was like, well, we're not together anymore. He was like, <laughs> that makes sense. Good. <laughs> Definitely has no idea that, like, it's like a thing. <laughs> I just thought that was like, so You're crazy. like, have you ever heard of Reddit? <laughs> I don't think he has any clue how many people out there probably want to talk to That was wild. So the Lyft driver was the, the Lyft driver after emo night in the past episode was the same Lyft driver from the night that everything happened with Scandaval and mm-hmm. dropped off Ariana and Tom. And from the original story, we remember her saying we were in the back of a lift and we were arguing and I made him get out mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And it's mm-hmm. so funny that the Lyft driver won remembers this it probably was such a heated conversation like he'll never forget where he was but i'm wondering if he knows like what it is in the pop culture sphere ariana seems to feel like he has no idea and he was just like oh i remember you like you're you and your husband like how are you guys doing oh you know like (laughs) like she was like he has no idea that this is a thing which is hilarious (laughs) it almost makes you feel like the producers like found the lift driver and like hired him to come back and like drive them again or something but i don't even know if that's like possible so it's um, such a small world my gosh that they have the same same lift driver and if you remember uh, that car ride was when they like FaceTime Sheena and Sheena was like, yes. I, just, I just hit her. I pushed her. I threw her phone, blah, blah, blah. Like, so like he heard everything. <laughs> he heard everything. I really like, I think Ariana said like, he's like famous. Like people probably want him on this podcast, their podcast. And it's like, no, get him on my, our podcast. Yeah, no, that's happened before, you know, like, um, uh, an Uber driver, uh, who was seemingly a gay man. So he was definitely willing to do this, but, but came on to the bitch sesh podcast after they drove, um, Jen Shaw. And, oh my gosh. Funny. Yeah, like, yeah. like, like divulged like the whole entire ride. And apparently she like made him like drop her off and then come back. And she was like, don't tell anyone. We're going okay. To yes. Do-. Yes. I remember this yeah. too. This all coming I'm up. jogging your memory a lot. <laughs> you really are like how your memory is just really good right now. Normally mine's pretty good, but. I think, I think I'm just, I'm losing it, y'all. I'm losing it. Um, no, mine's just really good. Yours isn't bad. You're fine. <laughs> thank you. Um, some other things that stood out this episode was the pool party at James's. The fact that he said he spent $2,000 on this pool party and like, it was an okay pool party, but that's the like life of being a homeowner. You have to get towels. You have to get a grill. Like I was going to say. Yeah, that was not all in the party. A lot of it was spent like on things that you just like need to buy for your house. Like he didn't have yeah. towels, he didn't have chairs. I'm sure he didn't have a he yeah. didn't have a Google. You know, he probably didn't have enough glasses for everyone to use. You know, yeah. like he probably just realized real quick that he's like, oh wait, people are coming over. Yeah. And like we have two glasses. Like <laughs> Yeah. Literally. That's what that's so, exactly what I thought too. It's like I think some of it was like towards the party and like decor or whatever. And then some of it was just like real life stuff that adults have to have in their home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you probably don't need a million towels, but if you have a pool, I guess. Yeah. You need a few. 
Yeah. I the other thing about that pool party when they were jump jumping off the roof, I just got anxiety. Like yeah, it just reminded me of like a a bad like what is that show like Tosh two point that like all those <laughs> or like ridiculousness like all of those yeah. like yeah. awful videos of like yeah. people like hurting yeah. themselves. I'm like oh my god, it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. No, I was scared at first. I said don't do it, and then it actually was a perfect kind of. um level above the pool that it wasn't scary it turns yeah. out also it looked like the pool was deep enough that that was okay because i mean you can hurt yourself even if you don't dive you can really hurt yourself by like jumping yeah if it's too shallow and like hurting your foot like it's just but it seemed pretty deep which is nice that's fancy yeah the other really thing that happened this episode i think um was the james and graham reconnection which now his name is hippie wow you're um, really jumping a, you're really jumping around maddie well what that else happened that were great? I mean, Lala talking to Schwartz was unexpected. Yeah, I, I did. I did love Lala in that moment. And I feel like they actually had an actual adult conversation. Yeah. Which Schwartz doesn't have a lot. Well, <laughs> you hate Schwartz a lot more than I do. I have to say when he has like the opportunity to like, kind of like, explain himself and like talk like an adult, he actually is rather articulate i would say um, you're blinded by his charm i think it's his vocabulary that blinds me <laughs> yeah you're blinded for sure um no no i mean listen he's a piece of shit absolutely i'm not going to change on that but i'm just i don't hate him as much as you do but i think that like lala even giving him the time of day was unexpected and i, I mean one thing i'm not blinded by is lala has grown a lot she was making a lot of sense this whole episode, even her confessionals. Like she's just like really, really. Her grown. conversation I, with James was good too. Yeah, I think, and she admitted too. She's like, I still have a lot of growing to do, even with being sober. Her getting sober was a huge, monumental moment in her life to better herself, and it was impressive, and it has been. But that being said, I think that for a little while she had been under the assumption that because she had gotten sober, she was now like. I have my shit together. I'm totally good. And I'm like living life. Like I'm the one that makes the most sense and I'm killing it. And I can, you know, kind of look down on other people. And I think mm-hmm. that she's kind of realizing that like, just because you're sober doesn't mean that you like have all your shit figured out and you still need to like do work on yourself. And she's admitted that she's felt really angry in the past. And that's, that's shown. I mean, cause you know, she used to have these outbursts and like, um, fights with people, but that didn't necessarily stop when she got sober. You know, yeah. and I think she's looking at it through a clearer lens now. Um, I also jumping to like way at the beginning, I have some, I have a thought about the something about her sandwich shop. What's your thought? Well, I was watching an after show a couple episodes ago where they were talking about it. And Katie, I don't think she meant to, but kind of let slip. She was talking about. I don't know if it was Katie or Ariana actually, but in the after show, they mentioned something like, I had all these bills, like my money was going to here, to here, to here. Um, for a while, it was going to the the, the sandwich shop in yeah. the past. Like she said it as like a past thing. So like, I know that we've talked about no, not knowing if it's actually going to happen or not. And like, I'm wondering if like, it's not happening. Yeah. I, I still think it, I, I'm still holding out hope because I think after all of this dies down, like. But she was saying that, like, there was bills going towards that, and, like, now it's not anymore. Now it's not. So, like... Yeah, maybe they're just holding off on it, but... 
I mean, if you're watching the season of Vanderpump Rules, you're knowing how boring it is. Like, there is a chance this could be the last season if they don't step it up. So these people need an extra income. Or they're going over to whatever that Vanderpump show is with Jax. <laughs> oh, that, well, I hope not, God. But I... <laughs> I do have something I wanted to say that I thought was like really interesting. There was a moment with a confessional with Tom Sandoval where he was talking about all of his feelings he's been feeling. And like, he was like listing them all off. And he said, I've been feeling sadness, anger, hurt, betrayal, um, whatever, whatever, like listed all these emotions off. And he did not once mention guilt or regret. That's like insanely telling. Like, I know that we know that he's being a narcissist, but like him to not even like performatively act like you're feeling guilty as well as one of those emotions. Like he listed off so many emotions and it was, that was not in there at all. I'm like, you are really, you've lost the plot. Like you truly do not feel any remorse for anything that you've done. And you are just angry in my mind. He's angry and he's sad and he feels like he's the victim, but he doesn't seem like he feels guilty or sorry or remorseful like even one bit and he won't even act like he feels it like even in a no. confessional no did you also hear i don't know if this was in a confessional or he was just talking but he was like i'm saving myself for raquel like that was yeah. his thought at the moment he was saving himself for raquel and i'm like didn't you literally date two girls since the season wrapped like how long were you saving yourself for like oh she wasn't available right away so you just moved on like i truly yeah. feel like he did not even have a good of a connection with her. He just liked the attention that she gave him. And like, he was masking that as like, yeah, that's why, that's why this whole thing has become like 10 times worse than what we originally thought that it was in my mind. Cause it's like, I mean, I had, I could have believed like, even though it was horrible what they did, that they like really were in love and like, you know, were going to date or something. And the fact that they haven't even spoken is like, it makes it so much. So you threw everything away for nothing. And I think that her not being there gives him the freedom to just like sort of lie. And like, exactly. I just don't buy it. And it's like annoying that she's not there to like debunk what he's saying because she's gone, literally gone, like won't even, she's not even talking to him and he's allowed to just say whatever the fuck he wants about her. And it's like kind of fucking fucked up. Honestly. It's so, it's so fucked up. Um, are we ready to jump to the end of the episode now, please? Yes. The gram of it all. Yes. Which I know a lot of times you say, like, I don't like spoilers. I don't follow along. You knew that James had reconnected with Graham, right? Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was, like, either a Watch What Happens Live episode or someone's podcast, but he talked about the story already. I didn't yeah. know we were going to see it in the episode. I kind of loved it. So I knew. So it. I knew. I, that's why I'm annoyed. Like, I knew I was going to see it in the episode. Yeah. I don't, I didn't know I was going to see it in the episode. I knew it happened. So I was pleasantly surprised when I saw it in the episode because James really like, he was so emotional. Yeah. Um, I thought <laughs> like, um, I don't care. Next. No, I mean, I thought that he would be, it would have been something that would normally have like made me cry, but like, cause I knew it was coming. And I also actually happened to remember that it was around the Tahoe trip. So I literally knew it was happening this episode. Like I just, I, that's why I hate spoilers. And I think that like, Having the pictures leak of them on the Tahoe trip, having um, uh, Rachel talked about on her podcast that the the Tahoe trip was like when Lisa was going to bring Graham originally to that trip. So I knew it was happening like right around this time. Um, like knowing all these things, it's I've it's the episodes have been boring already, but also I've kind of it's been leaked like what was going to happen anyway. So even if yeah. they weren't. Like they could have been less boring, maybe if I didn't know, but like, I've just known and it's, 
don't yeah, know. Yeah, so there's nothing really to look forward to. I do have that. I have that same sentiment, Annie. Like, I hate being spoiled for certain things. Yeah. Um, I do feel like it's hard in Bravo culture, obviously, especially when, like, a Jen Shaw thing happens and, like, the cops are there. And obviously, yeah. we don't know about that stuff. But we don't need to leak all the little stories. That's, like, yeah, I'm like, if little- a fight. If a fight happened at a reunion and we hear about it, like that makes sense because that's obviously something big that we're going to see. Like we know something yeah. happens in the reunion of Miami with Marcus Jordan. We don't know the ins and outs. We just know something happens. Right. So that I'm okay with. But when we're getting these like little stories already, it's like, come on, guys. I much prefer when people leak details after the episode airs. So like after like for the behind the scenes. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. So, after Erica had that walk you know, where she was talking about how Tom calls her every day. Yes. And then after that episode came out, we found out from a source that like, actually it was a hot mic moment. And actually the filming of her walking, she wasn't really talking. That was actually in the car and she thought her mic was off. And like, like finding that after the fact, that was great. That was amazing. That was interesting to me. But if I would have found that out, like two months before the season even aired, I would have been like really annoyed about it. Cause it was kind of like a super big moment. Yeah. Exactly. And with the receipts, proof, timeline, yeah. Salt Lake City, like, I love that that was also under wraps. If that would have been leaked, Maddie, like, I can't even imagine. It would have been completely ruined for us. No one, it wouldn't have been a big moment on TV. Yeah. It would have been like old news. It's, it's like, that's why I hate the Kardashians because you know every single thing that's going to happen to them ever because it's all on like the cover of people all the time. Like, mm-hmm. so you can't, I, I, I can't even watch that show because it's like, oh, this is, you know, when, exactly what's right. going on. Mm-hmm. You know, all okay. the storylines because they were, they were in people like six weeks ago. Like, everything. Yeah, literally everything. It's like, it's not interesting to me anymore. Yeah. I feel the exact same way. Um, any other thoughts on Vanderpump rules? The only other thought I have. <laughs> is just what's up with the cinematography that's been going on. I don't know if you've noticed it, but it's also been happening on Below Deck where they're doing these weird camera shots. Like when they were at Lisa's house, they were like zooming in on the flowers and like it was very like HD. They were like zooming mm-hmm. in on like the outside and zooming in on all these little things. And on Below Deck, one of the, the captain was making an espresso and it zoomed in on the Nespresso pod, like dripping into the cup. And I'm like, we don't need the cinematography, people. Back it up. Um, I never am mad about it. I love cinematography, honestly. But, <laughs> it, but, but it's you just know, like... I, I'll tell you what's going on. I'll tell you what's going on. They don't the know what to do. The guy that's filming it is wanting to graduate to like real films. Yes. And he's, this is, this is like audition tape. This is like him, like, <laughs> let me show them what I can do. This is going to be like my portfolio. Let me get. No, that's so, it. oh my God, that's so true. He's like, in this episode of Vanderpump Rules, check out seeing this to this. And he'll be like, he'll be like, before I came on the scene, it was just a trashy reality TV show, but like, look at it now. No, now that I've said it, like listeners even like pay attention because it's kind of crazy what they're like choosing in between like sequences. It's when it's coming well, up. And even like the the video of like James jumping off the roof, and then they did like a couple different iterations yes. of that. It's slow mo, and it was like we're having the time of our life. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, back it up. Yeah. All right, you're getting too you're getting too cute. <laughs> getting too cute. Okay, are we ready to move on? Ready. All right, perfect. Well, let's wake up the snooze fest and get into the Real Housewives of Miami. <laughs> Me. 
So on day one of our trip, you asked me for a favor to not put your name in the press, and I, and I wanted the same courtesy. I felt like you finally realized that, okay, you know what? Okay, I understand. Lord and behold, this past day, a couple days Can ago. I see your name? That doesn't make it right, and you know exactly that I'm not no, stupid. Well, did no. I say your name? So saying fake, t fake tears, the one that cries fake tears. Gertie, you stop. gotta play that game. Gertie, don't stop. play dumb. Gertie, don't stop. play dumb. You play dumb. Stop. You're dumb. Don't. You are play dumb. absolutely You're playing dumb. dumb. I said playing I'm not, dumb. Whatever. Don't come at me with that. You did it on purpose, and you cancel it. Tip. You know I can't win with you, and I'm sorry about that. You I feel like I can't win with you. You, you, you can't. I can't Honestly, win with you. You bit me. You bit me on the gondola ride, and you know what? Oh, it's my fault. You bit me, and you're mad at me. This is what it is. You bit me, and you're mad. I'm, I'm good. I feel like Gertie's always looking for a reason to be mad at me. Listen to me. I, the reason why I'm talking to you is because I actually am disappointed after all of the most I'm amazing sorry. time that we had. I'm in sorry. church together I'm crying, sorry. and I'm you come. Sorry. You're not sorry. You should be sorry, but you're not sorry. Okay, this finale was so explosive. It was so entertaining. I'm so glad it was long too. I didn't realize it was like an hour and fifteen. And Whoa. Yeah, which, I mean, with commercials, it's like, what, an hour? <laughs> but I was so into the episode the entire time. It had, like, peaks. It had valleys. I was crying. I was laughing. Real Houses of Miami girls just do it better. They do it better. Yeah, the biggest shock was that Julia is charging $30 for a jam. $30 for jam. But uh, I'm not sure if you watched. I did see it, bitch. The Tell Wonder Happens Live. <laughs> Oh, no. You, oh, wait. You, you, you go first. Go first. Okay. Go first. So Watch What Happens Live after the episode was Kiki and Kyle and Andy asked. He was like, would you pay $30 for jam? And Kiki's like, no. And Kyle's like, yeah. Oh, my God. It's very like Erwan prices. She's probably used to it. Have you? Do you watch 30 Rock? I have. Wa I started watching it last year for the very first time, but it got maybe to like season three. Um, It's so goofy, but like. Jack Donaghy, Alec Baldwin's character is yeah. like, so, like so rich. And someone's like, do you know the price of a carton of milk? And he's like, yes. I don't know, $50? They <laughs> buy milk for their families, which costs, I don't know, $90 a gallon. <laughs> yes, I remember that. <laughs> like, so that. Kyle probably really thinks that it's $30 because she doesn't do her own grocery shopping. Yeah, she doesn't know you what know, the cost of jam is. Assistants do it. Yeah. And she's just thinking to herself, yeah, that's, I don't know, maybe. Like, yeah, maybe. What were you no, going to say before I cut you off? Oh, well, girl, what I did think was wild was that they had the scan to shop Julia's jam QR yeah. code on the screen. Did you see that? That was kind of crazy. And like, as someone who works in advertising and like does QR codes, I'm like, how did they get that placement? <laughs> well, it was, I mean, it was super crazy and it was super amazing. And I mean, I just think that- Did you scan the QR code? Did you? I did. I did not because I don't pay $10 <laughs> for jam. But listen, Bethany Frankel has got to be pissed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Could you imagine back in the day if you would have been able to like QR code scan skinny girl? Like, oh, she wow. would be twice as rich as she is now. I mean, that is wild. And I think they just must really like Julia because Julia is struggling financially. No, literally. <laughs> she, she might lose this farm, girl. Like, <laughs> well, she just got a pig. So, <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. She's, she's, she's got too many animals that she cannot feed. And like, they just know that they feel bad. And I don't know. I've never, this is the first time we've ever seen this. I don't know if there's something that we can like expect for the future of housewives. It would be wonderful. I hope it's for everyone because it feels a little bit biased if it's just for her. But like, that's a really great way. And it said at the bottom too, obviously, that they get a, pro they get a portion of the, 
profit, which we all knew that anyway. That's like, like the Bethany so, clause that they created. Because Bethany, yeah. Well, so they would have never done it for Bethany anyway. Because like Bethany is the only one that said, made sure I, you, you can't get any profits of what I make on this show. Yeah. And they know that she was going to become like a mogul. And so they were like, yeah, that's fine, whatever. So now they take a profit of every single business venture that anyone ever starts if they're on the show. And they do that even without like, you know, putting a QR code up on the screen. They just, they just do that because they just know that like being on the show gives you exposure. So like, yeah. this is a whole new level. And I almost wonder if they raised the percentage of profits because of this, because they're now they're actively promoting it and selling it. Like this is well actively, is it going to be more than once though? <laughs> like, I mean, what do you, I mean, anytime that anyone watches that episode, whether episode. it be now or later, you know, cause I watched it. I was going to say on Peacock, was it on there? Yeah. It was. Oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe this I'm will become saying. like a thing of the future. Maybe I'm, we'll have housewives reunions and they'll be shop the dress. Well, I don't think so. <laughs> well, because, because, because then, you know, Bravo would not get like a profit, but if it's, if it's, a, if it's their own business, a business uh, Ramona wine, you know, things like that, like then absolutely. Yeah. Could you imagine if they did it for podcasts? Like, well, Marcus and Larsa were sitting down for a podcast. They're like, scan to download the newest episode of Separation Anxiety. Yikes. Let's um, talk about that scene because that's kind of how we opened the episode was Larsa kind of going to Marcus and saying, the girls are after me because of what your dad said. And mm-hmm. Mike, Marcus really gave no explanation. Like he's just said a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, he did. I think he was trying to say... That was just dad being dad. He was being goofy. He was being funny. He was being elusive. Like, what else is new? I mean, I thought it was interesting to know that Michael reached out to Marcus to warn him about the video. Yeah, like that's um, nice. That kind of makes it feel like maybe he didn't. He didn't. Oh, he said he didn't want me to take it the wrong way. So I'm like, okay. So what way did what he way want? Would- me to take it? Yeah, like, haha, yeah. funny. Haha, laugh, funny. That's funny. To me, it's funny. Yeah, do you have a sense of humor? He didn't. He he didn't explain it like that far. It was like, okay, so like, what did he mean? I mean, I don't know. I he yeah. could have just been goofy. He's honestly just I, as much as I like enjoy seeing them talk about it on the show. Michael Jordan is way too important to be talked about on the show. I love Housewives, but this is like not a place for him to be spoken about. I think it's just see. Like- I think it's. I think it's so interesting um, because I watched the Last Dance, Michael Jordan's documentary. Me too. I watched oh my- it twice. I love that shit. So it was so good. So ever since then, I've been like obsessed with Michael Jordan. I was more of a LeBron girly. I'm still more of a LeBron girly. Wow, we're so sporty without the men on the pod. <laughs> anyway. I'm- obsessed with basketball i watch all the documentaries i've, I've seen everything like okay I- we should talk about yeah. this offline okay for sure for <laughs> okay. sure but because of last dance it made me really like michael jordan just because i wasn't like alive in his prime or maybe i was I was, was i alive i think so <laughs> maybe i was alive but i was like young i don't well, know we were little we were little we were little. okay so yeah. i was alive in his prime but obviously i wasn't enthralled with him but knowing that like larsa pippen the girl who dated Scotty or married Scotty on Michael Jordan's team is now dating the son. I just, it's so fascinating to me and we're going to get more of it at the reunion. It looks like Andy's even curious about it because Mm -hmm. while Michael is way too highbrow for 
housewives. I mm-hmm. just think like they need to kind of answer to that. And okay, the mom likes you. Whatever. Yeah, we don't even know her name, girl. So because I do you think-, think Michael Jordan and the mom was his wife? Did they, I don't know if they, they're still married. Are they still married? I don't Anyway, think so. if they were, do you think they ever went on double dates with Scotty and Larsa? Like, because Scotty was his teammate. But listen. They were friends. I mean, they were frenemies, though. You know that. Yeah, but in the beginning, they were friends. Yeah. I, I could see them, like, when they were starting up, they just started making money, probably going to nice steakhouses, bringing their wives and girlfriends along. Like, Larsa but probably had dinner casino. <laughs> That's true. He wasn't around like doing that kind of stuff. It's too wholesome. Yeah. All yeah. right, listen. I think that it is so interesting, but I like that's why. Okay, I feel like even like the interviewer asking him that question, I feel like Michael probably just was trying to like brush it off because he was like, "I'm not going to fucking answer this. I don't care." Like, yeah, you know, like I can see. Yeah, he just doesn't like give a fuck what anybody thinks. I don't think that him and Larsa were ever like friends. You know, I mean, well, that's what I would like to know. Oh, also, I was going to say, I think that Larsa has learned some lessons from her interactions with the Kardashians, and she has learned that she's not going to talk about her famous acquaintances like this, you know, so candidly anymore, because I think that that she was being smart by not by saying, I don't even want to say his name. She's just saying, oh, the dad, the dad, the dad. Like, yeah, she that's so true. Say his name. Like she did not even say his name once. And I, yeah. I, 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 res- I respect it. I think, I think I understand a little bit. Yeah, I, I totally get that. On the other hand, Larsa loves to cause problems with Gertie. Now, do you think whatever clickbait that went out talking, Larsa talking about her getting bit with Gertie was to cause trouble with Gertie? Or do you just think she just said it to be funny? Mm, she's not that funny. Ever, so, <laughs> but I, like, I just, I don't. We'll, think... we'll get into this. I don't want to jump too forward, but no, I, I, I don't know why she said it. Honestly, I because she also, I think she believes that it was like a mean thing to do because she was saying it a lot, like in an accu, like an, as an accusation. Like you, bit like, me. you bit me, and you're mad at me. Like I think she really thinks that it was drama. Like, and it wasn't. The clip, it was a joke, friendly, like nibble, a nibble at most. Yeah, I thought it was totally friendly. I thought Larsa coming, it was just a quote that was picked up because she talked about it on her podcast. I don't think she necessarily went to the press to talk about it. So I could be wrong. Oh, I thought it was an interview. Oh, I thought it was like a podcast thing. I thought it was. Oh, I don't know. Either I thought it was an interview, but either way, like she was trying to like, okay, it wasn't a joke. I'll say that it was not a joke period. It might have been a way for her to try to stir up excitement around the season because she was trying to say like, oh, well, some trauma happened on the trip. I got bitten. You know what I mean? Like, I think that it was that at best, it was her trying to like, you know, kind of, uh, cause some like attraction to, to make people watch totally, totally. on the trip like i think it was more so that than it was a joke yeah because the article i just i this could be the wrong article that i'm reading but it just says larsa pippen reveals rhom co-star bit her and confirmed she threw a drink like so there's right, she's just trying to like saying. yeah it's like, stir it's like, drama. like um like that buzz trying to create a buzz you know exactly and i think and gertie was pissed about it and i'm like Gertie, you have a bigger fish to fry. 
no, that's not fair because I would be pissed if I was Gertie too. Now, what I wouldn't do was tear my wig off. <laughs> well, okay. Let's talk about let's, that. Let's rewind. When Gertie <laughs> did her cutting of her own hair and had Russell shave her head, yeah. that was one of probably one of the most beautiful moments we've ever seen on Bravo. Like, yeah, yeah. Get get ready, listeners, because you're gonna hear two grown women just start crying. <laughs> no, literally. Like, I was I was so emotional, and we're, we'll we'll get to Beverly Hills after this. I was emotional during that episode. I'm like, what mm-hmm. is wrong with me? Like, seeing Gertie go through all that and just like sobbing as she lost her hair like we are obviously two white women but for black women their hair is so important to them and it is such a meaning of who they are as a person and that's how they are able to like showcase who they are and they do different hairstyles and I just felt like she was losing she felt like she was losing part of herself when she was cutting off her hair and you could see it and you can just you saw Russell just step up and be such a great husband in that scene as well it was beautiful to watch and also, yeah, very emotional because it's, you're right. I mean, especially black women, I think it's, it's such a harder journey for them to even like kind of keep their hair and like naturally be able to style it. Cause it's like really hard to like, you know, do like the wigs and the, I don't even know, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. really tough, I think for any women. Yeah. And like, her hair, her natural hair was long. I didn't even realize. Like, I didn't I, realize that either. No, I didn't know. Cause Um, but yeah, I I could feel that it is your personality. And I love that she was like taking, um, I don't know what the word is. Like she was taking control over it. She was saying, yeah, she was like, I'm not going to lose my hair. Yeah. I'm going to just do it right now. And it was really, really, really hard for her. You could kind of tell that Russell was trying to like stay strong for her. And he was like, it's not, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And, and, you know, she, um, him being like, you look beautiful. And she really did, by the way, not to be cheesy, but she really looks kind of fucking cunty. <laughs> no, she's like serving. Like she could yeah. like walk a runway with like her bald head. No, her coming back in the same confessional look, but with no hair. Chills. Like, chills. no, I got chills just now when you said it. It was. Me too. It was. I have them currently right now. Yeah. <laughs> and the way they filmed it, like chest up, like chest yeah. going it, and then you got up. Oh, yeah. it was. She said, she was ready. <laughs> It was beautiful. It was, it was, um, yeah, it was a very emotional moment and I, I loved it. I really but did. Fast forward then we're at yeah. the party, the Hav- Havana. Yeah. Havana party. Havana nights. Havana nights. Havana nights. I'm, <laughs> I'm so white saying that, but first of all, everyone's outfits, they showed up. That's one thing about Miami that I love. Like if they have, a theme they always go all out like they and not costumey like they yeah. do a really good job wearing like couture and wearing like nicole looked like the emoji yeah the red dancing yeah. dress emoji but was so elevated i i was gagging over all their looks yeah i almost wonder if it's like in their contract that they have to wear colors like because like, they always show up like in like different colors and it like it just looks like a rainbow when they come together and it's so beautiful yeah because like you watch other franchises and it's like the same kind of blacks yeah. whites a few colors here and there but every single person always is like in a bright color like i don't think that i would be like allowed to be on the cast like if i <laughs> were to be in miami because i just wear all black and it would just like kind of ruin the vibe <laughs> yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't fit in with the miami girls yeah you fit in with the Beverly Hills girls, though. No worries. Thank you. Um, 
Yeah, no, I think that the thing is, look, with Gertie, it's like I can two things to be true at once. I can say that I loved her journey with her hair and everything, and it was very emotional. Um, I'm glad that Zach brought this up last episode of the podcast, which we were not on, but like, so that I can say it now, but like, I do find it weird that she constantly brings these certain things about her cancer up, like when she's in a fight. Yes. It's kind of like Jen Shaw bringing up that she wants to kill herself when she's back into a corner. It, it does feel it's become such a pattern at this point and it it's makes like low it- hanging fruit. Like, yeah, let's go for something like, else. It's just a good way to shut people up. Like, if you can't continue an argument. I mean, Larsa will because she has no shame. But, like, most people, as you see in the confessionals, are like, oh, no, just stop talking when she brings that up. You know, it's just like, I don't really feel that way. I'm like, can we just, like, talk about what's at hand? Or when you want to talk to me about, like, what you're going through, like, can we talk about it, like, in a calm way? Like, and I, so, I, okay, I totally agree with what you're saying. I hate that she'll use some of that as ammo in uh in conflict to kind of get the heat off her back. This conversation with her and Larsa was so hard to like in quotes pick a side because Gertie's not even letting Larsa really get a word out. And that was frustrating. But Larsa on this in the same breath, why are you fighting with a woman that's going through chemo tomorrow? Like this does not matter. Like she Luckily, now she's in remission and we know. But in that moment, even Alexia said, okay, I wouldn't even be fighting with Gertie in this moment. I would just say, okay, yep, you're right. You're right. Because she does have so much going on. Like, I know, but Gertie brought it up, though. But Gertie is the one that brought it up. Yeah, but Larsa has to, like, get the last word in. Like, she has to. And by the way, I'm the thing that's annoying to me is that I'm actually on Gertie's side, as I mentioned. I actually don't think that Larsa should have brought up the biting thing. I think that I would, if I was Gertie, I would be really mad. I'm saying that I think that Gertie could have won that argument without pulling her wig off. Like that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, Oh, for sure. I I think that you literally are correct. And like, can just have the argument about what's going on right now. Yeah. The only thing like Larsa did what Larsa does. She did this on the traders too. When she goes with Janelle and she's fighting with Janelle and she goes, I think you're like the dumb one or whatever. And she says that with oh, yeah. Gertie. She goes, Gertie goes, you're playing dumb. And she goes, you're dumb. Like it's the stupid. Yeah. She doesn't even know how to have an argument. So she just repeats the same thing back. But then well, when she the goes, thing. go take care of your health, Gertie. That was horrible. That was horrible. That I'm was like, absolutely horrible. Larsa. They're both, they're both bringing up the wrong. They're both bringing up the wrong shit. They're both bringing up the wrong shit. They could have just talked about what the actual fight was about. And I think that Gertie could have won it because you're right. Larsa's fucking stupid. She cannot argue either. No. And so you don't even have to bring that up because she's not even going to understand it. I just wish they would have like, also, here's the thing. She had that planned when she went to the party. She knew she was going to take her wig off period. Yeah. She knew it. She didn't have a tack down or anything. I know about drag queens. <laughs> I know about drag queens. <laughs> That's so that true. Wig, that wig slipped off a little a, bit too easy, Maddie. I'm just saying. It, I mean, it, if you're doing a weird, a real wig install, you know, you glue it. You know, it's a whole process. She just kind of, you know, just, it was just attached to the hat. And I do think in this fight too, Lisa was trying to be a friend to Gertie and try to like stop. Larsa and Gertie got so mad at Lisa. Stop being her mouthpiece. You're being her mouthpiece. Go be her mouthpiece over there. And I'm like, yeah. that's not what she's doing. Just let the problem like 
that's what Nicole even said when Gertie storms out. I know Gertie. She's my best friend. When she's mad like this, you have to give her time. Because she wasn't even making any sense. Lisa was kind of standing up for Larsa, but um, also Lisa just like needs to be heard so badly that she can't let someone just have a moment. Well, no, she's she's very like conceited in that sense. Yeah, she (laughs) needed to have it be like, no, hear me out. Don't be mad at me. I need you to hear me right now. And she was like running away, like running after her. Like it was just like too much. Yeah, it was overall. The conflict was very hard to watch just because on the back end, you know what Gertie's going through. And as Alexia said, don't don't put her through all of this. Yeah. And for me, it's when Larsa brings up the cancer, too, that I just I can't get on board with. And, it, and the, go the take whole, care of your and, health. Like you just yeah, lost that it. was that that was so awful. They both went to a place that did not need to be taken to. And it was so annoying. I mean, at the beginning of the season with Larsa spilling Gertie's secret about her cancer, like that was awful. I mean, I'm really not. Larsa's going to have a lot to answer to in the reunion. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm really not about most of these fights with Gertie. I'm really not team Larsa, but it has nothing to do with, you know, Gertie having cancer. Even it just has something to do with like just being a a good person or a good friend. So, yeah, I, I'm the same way. And like Reed says this all the time, like I love hate Larsa. Like I love her for TV, but like hate her as a person. Yeah. (laughs) hate the way she acts but she's such great tv and this obviously goes to show that um after like this giant argument though we get the beautiful adriana performing her new song and this is why i love miami because they can go from pulling off their wigs to show that they have shaved their head from cancer and screaming fighting at each other to like dancing and singing to adriana's new song yeah nothing ever happened and again, Alexia loves her music the most. She's her biggest fan. Like she is her biggest I'll never, fan. I'll never stop saying it. It's my favorite thing that like she absolutely hates Adriana, but loves her music. <laughs> yeah. I know I say it all the time when I'm ever on this podcast, but I Me always too. It's my favorite she's, trope. She's like, hate that bitch, love that Bob. <laughs> Literally. What did you and think of Nicole's dad getting the heart on? That when he was dancing. And why did the producer zoom in? Like, we did not need to see that. We saw it. That they should have blurred it out. Crazy. They did they blur it out? No, they should have. Because there was pants. Yeah, but we <laughs> the pants didn't do much, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> but it's legal. Illegal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was. I it li- I literally gasped. I was like, and he was dancing with his daughter. I, it was wild. And then the ladies were like, "We can't look away." <laughs> It was so funny when they noticed it. I was like, uh, I love the women. Did you love uh, Adriana's new song? I did. I mean, I'm going to love anything Adriana does. Nothing's going to beat Faya yeah. for me. I don't I don't love Adriana as much as you guys do, but um, I do love her. Um, but I do, <laughs> I do think I understand why Camilla Cabello passed on the song. Passed on the song. <laughs> I don't think it was that caliber, but it was good. It, I, it wasn't catchy enough to me right off the bat, which Fire yeah. was. Maybe, yeah, I'll yeah. Grow, maybe I'll grow to love it. Is it on streaming platforms? I, sh- I should go look. Let's play it here. Oh, 
Also, another thing I loved was at the very end, they're doing the finale cheers and they all get mojitos. And Kiki goes, I finally got my mojito because that means you're like a main cast member. Foreshadowing, I hope, because she deserves to have one next season, bitch. I absolutely love Kiki. And I'm so, a lot of times with friend ofs, like Marisol is a great friend of because we don't need to see a lot of her home life, is what we say. Mm-hmm. And same with like other shows, great friend ofs because they bring Adriana, great friend of, we don't need to see the home life, but always packs a punch. Kiki, I want to see the home life. Yeah. She's a single mom. She's a model. I'm very curious to like what her inside of her life looks like. And we just don't even get to see any of it. You know, she was really a white horse this season for me. <laughs> I'm never going to live that down. <laughs> no, but for real though, I think what you meant, I think I agree with that. Um, I think dark horse is what you meant to say. Yes. Um, she, I, you know, the Miami friends up have always, have always been like super strong. I would have thought that I would have been wanting like Marisol or, or Adriana to come back full time, but like Kiki really surprised me this season. She's always felt like more of the comedic relief, like, you know, yes. the fashion, beautiful, funny, whatever. But this season she really woke the fuck up. She did tell her story more and confessionals when she had the chance she did speak up more for herself she did like stand up for certain people she and went head of- to head with a lot of the heavy yeah. players yeah did not back She's down yeah so i could see her i would love to see her with the mojito yeah me too and we talk about all the time like if miami needs a cash shakeup because it's been this way for three years but i think if we move her to a full-time yeah. position i think that could that could change up the dynamics even just a little bit that's plenty because they're doing great on their own. So we don't need to, we don't need to shake up. I love add her full time. That's all I really need. I think you guys are doing great. Um, I will say back to the whole fashion thing though, Julia might be one of the worst dressed housewives of all time, period. Okay. That's a lot when we have Giselle. No, it's, it's bad. No, because she can't even, it's. But Julia doesn't know how to dress, but at least her pieces are couture or designer where Giselle is wearing fake designer. Um, okay. I'm not sure about all of that, but I, <laughs> I do feel like, I mean, I don't know that Julia's are really like that high fashion, but like, it's her not knowing how to dress her body though. Like more importantly, Oh like, yeah. That's so true. Go up to an, to an event when your literal pussy is out. I mean, I'm saying like, I love showing skin, but she literally, her pussy was literally out that she had to hold her handbag in front of her crotch the entire evening, like an episode back. But yeah, that was when they were uh, in Mexico city. (laughs) Like it doesn't, if the outfit doesn't fit, you must have quit. Yeah. And her reunion look is it's always awful. It was awful last year too. It's really, really, really bad. It's bad. It's bad. Down bad. And her reunion look or her confessional look with the martini glass earrings. I just, I hate it so much. I think I write it off because I look at Julia as like my crazy aunt, like my crazy great aunt who is a lesbian now and just having fun with her life. So I just, she looks horrible. You're dragging your aunt right now. Not not my, my, not my aunt, my aunt stylish. Okay. Um, right. and young, so nothing like Julia, but I just think when I think of Julia, I think of like the stereotypical, like crazy drunk aunt. Yeah. So that's why I just, I also like when she looks bad, I don't even notice it cause I don't look at her for fashions, but if Kiki were to show up looking crazy, that's something I noticed because Kiki always looks good. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? 
A little bit. Yeah. You never expected much from her. So it's like, so, whatever. Exactly. But hers is like so bad that it's like, I don't want, I don't need you to look great, but like, just wear something that fits. That's you know what? Slide into her DMs. Maybe. I'm going, and I'm going to. And I'm going and to. now that we're t- kind of talking about like the styling of it all, we did, I don't know if we, I think we mentioned that Modesto friend of the pod used to be on the pod dressed Alexia for this reunion, but we're going to get to see him, his partner, in all their glory. They're backstage yeah, this entire Let's reunion. talk about the trailer because he was featured in it heavily. <laughs> yes, him and his partner Colson were yeah. literally blink twice and you miss them, but they are in the trailer quite a bit. Well, it starts with the back of Modesto's head, and I know that back anywhere. Okay, but <laughs> you would not know, but I know. <laughs> it's so funny because they talked when they were at the reunion. Obviously, they can't spill the tea too much. He's just like, oh, my God, it's crazy. Oh, my God, the looks are crazy. Just giving very, like, generic stuff with mm-hmm. what's going on. But he said there was a huge fight backstage, and that's mm-hmm. what we get in that opening clip. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see it all play out. The reunion looks like it's at the level that the finale was at. So I'm yeah. I'm expecting great things from Miami. My favorite thing was just like watching Colson like back up against the wall in the hallway trying to get out of the camera. <laughs> He's shop. like, don't give me in it. Don't give me in it. <laughs> <laughs> it, was so it was it was so good. It was so good. Um, any last little thoughts? I think we hit it all. Oh, thank God Martina finally cut her fucking hair. Thank God. Well, well, Annie, I don't think she cut it. I think because she had cancer, she probably lost some of it and it's growing back slowly. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, but, but Wendy before, Williams. But <laughs> Wendy Williams. She had the cancer, her hair was just really not looking good. No, I, I could be wrong. I she could. This was like cut years it. ago, though. This was years ago. Like it looked really like. It no, it's, to be- it's always looked like it never had style when it was longer, and now that it's short, it gives it way more like a look. I don't know if it was intentional or not. Yeah, I have. <laughs> I have. I <laughs> I want to apologize. I just her hair has always been like really like thin and like kind of not looking great. Like it needed to have a haircut way before she had cancer. I just want to say that. And I was <laughs> begging for her to cut her hair. And I'm sorry that if if it was cancer related, but no, 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 because we've seen her after the cancer and her hair was still on. Was it after all of her treatments? Yes. Okay. Yes. So okay. Okay. So I'm not canceled because she had <laughs> on a show after she finished chemo and her hair was so long. So I'm going to, yeah, so I'm fine. We're cool. Okay, we're good. We're not canceled. Let's move into the finale of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. first met you know we were really opposites oh really complete opposites oh wow and that worked right yeah. you know i always would joke and say if it wasn't for me he would be dead because i keep him safe and if it wasn't for him you know i would never take chances in life oh wow i did and that worked I, yeah know? also like we always grew because you know we've been together since we're early 20s which we by grew. the way is a really long I, time i know and, and it is very admirable and it's always been this you know, something I'm very proud of. You should still be proud, girl. I'm not proud right now. Why? Because you're human? Because you have problems? Because it's not... Because listen, it's a letdown. For, it's not a letdown. For whom? For me, for him, for the no. kids, for people don't even know us. I mean, complete strangers are like, you know, 
we looked up to you guys and there's a, this you is you made us believe in true love and now it's this all. is true love no this is true love listen to me there are only two people in this marriage so everybody else's opinion can off you have to make yourself happy you've raised these girls you've been a good wife to this man you've been a great sister a great daughter but if you're not happy inside whatever that means for you you must take that time and find out what you need and where you need to go with this life. And if we can't work it out. All right. So finale of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Before we get into it, I kind of have a hot take. Um, Zach, I believe. <laughs> I will. Zach, I believe, said it on the last episode that it's kind of set in season. Like she is the star of this season, which I agree but my hot take is, is that why the season fucking sucks? Is because Sutton's the star? This yeah. season has been so boring. Probably the most boring season since Puppygate, to me, has been the most boring. And coincidentally, Sutton is also the star. So maybe those two go hand in hand. What a, is that a super hot take? I agree with you so heavily. It's oh, insane. Wow. Yes. Because... As much as we love Sutton, when you think about the past seasons of Beverly Hills, who was like the star of each season or who was like the quirky whatever person? I mean, in the past, the quirky blonde was Kim Richards. Do you know what I'm saying? Like to compare it, like even like that goofy friend dub that came on that was the did you hear my sunglasses? Fifty thousand dollars. Like, like to think of like all the oh the newcomer that came on that shook the tables with Brandy Glanville. Like to think of all of the crazy characters that we've had on the show in the past that were had like star power, and then compare it to where we're at now. It's if like, Sutton's the, it's the most, diametrical opposite. Literally, if Sutton's the most entertaining of what we have on this season, like. That's trouble for us. Like if we need really, to go back to the drawing board, babe. Yeah. Like <laughs> if you really think about it, like compared to like everyone in the past, like she's like, she shouldn't be the center diamond. You know what I mean? Like that's not, that's, oh, that's not. No. Oh, that's not. Oh, that's not. In the sense that, no. you know, yeah. I did love, I love some of her storylines this season and I really enjoyed watching it, but like that should not have been the main focus. And I, I, I said this when the trailer came out. The entire trailer was very Mo and Kyle heavy, and we weren't going to get that until the end because it happened after cameras wrapped. And what do you know? We finally get answers. But that's why I also think the season was a big flop, Rooney, because other than Sutton's main story is like, what did we have? We had Crystal wanting to like learn how to have space with her brother. We had Garcelle wanting to like get approval from her kids. We had to read dealing with PTSD. Like, we had Erica kind of planning a Vegas residency, but that was really it. Like, there just wasn't that much else going on in other people's groups. And I, I don't want to say I called it from the beginning, but I called it from the beginning. Yes! And I'm like, yeah, no, actually, you're so right. Because I think that, like, if we were to, yeah, rewind the tapes and go back to, like, a you know, five years ago or four years ago or three years ago, even with Beverly Hills, in the past, Sutton would have only been the quirky friend of yeah i'm okay with her being a main housewife but no but i'm just saying that like she would have not been watching her go on dates or you know talk about whatever she's talking about and and have her little kind of goofy side comments from here you know from here to there or whatever 
that would have been the past on Beverly Hills only qualified her to be a friend of. Like I'm saying in this cast, yeah, she does need to be full time, but like in the past, it would have not been enough because we had so many other heavy hitters, heavy hitters, so much other stuff going on. So like to look at how far we've like not come is like a little sad when you really think about it. No, it's, it's bad. <laughs> the other, there were some great parts of this finale though. I do think it was, overall was a good episode. I just don't think it was, it was a lackluster season. Well, I, I kind of jumped when I saw she, 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 Beverly Hills. You have to be fabulous. She, 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 LVP's party planner. I was like, Oh my God, it's LVP's party planner. That's just, how I see him. So that was kind yeah. of crazy to see him planning a party for Kyle. That was a nice throwback. Um, he has been hitting the filler, hitting it hard. Oh, hitting it hard. He's got the LVP money now. You know what? If I were at that party, I would have walked up to him and said, you know what? You've gotten a lot bigger. You need to <laughs> see somebody about it. You are much scared than this. You gain a little bit of weight. You have to work on it. I am. Seriously. I'm coming as a friend. You're out of control now. I can tell. Who did he say that to? Katie Maloney. Oh my gosh. I forgot about that. That just like, that like triggered like a memory. I remember that happening. Oh my God. Absolutely crazy. Um, I do love the idea of the white party being at SoFi Stadium. Now, just to draw back the curtain a little bit, did Kyle only get to throw the party at the SoFi Stadium because she was in a direct TV commercial there? Or how did she get to throw a party there? She bought it, like rented it out. Yeah, money. Okay. okay. I just thought that's like kind of crazy. Yeah, I would assume that it was just her, her being rich, but yeah, I guess um I don't know, to your point maybe cuz she Cuz you mentioned the direct TV commercial, so I was like, did that have anything to do with it? I think that when she was <laughs> negotiating her contract for the commercial, she was like, "Okay, I'll do it if you let me have my white party there. Knock off 200K for the white party. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I I do think, though, the budget for the entertainment went down a lot this year for the white party. Because Shut of that air cut. <laughs> I, I think Didn't they have, like, like, Wilson Phillips the year before or something like that? Are you thinking of Bridesmaids? <laughs> the movie Bridesmaids? Wait, isn't she like friends with the girl that's like in heart? And stuff yeah, like that? I think I think you are right. I She's think you're right. They had like stars. actual entertainers. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Erica made more money, I'm sure, at the white party than she ha- has made at her whole entire residency in Vegas. Oh well, yeah, those tickets are seven dollars. That's what I'm saying. So I mean, Kyle really did her a big favor. Do you think Kyle paid her to perform? I don't think that Erica is in a position to perform for free right now after, you know. <laughs> yeah. It was so funny when they were doing like their green room, like warm up and like Mikey, her assistant, or, you know, was like almost in tears doing the prayer. And she's like, hey, I got Maddie, it. Maddie, Maddie, it's her creative director. How dare you? Her creative director. And he's like about to start crying. I saw a funny tweet and it says Mikey's crying because he's re- remembering how long it's been since he got a decent paycheck. <laughs> yeah. He's been finally like working, working again. Yeah, I think Kyle paid her. I really yeah. do. Um, um, I also think that people hate on Kyle and think that she's fake for being so nice or whatever. But she's a genuine, really good friend because she was literally crying after Erica performed and being like, I'm so proud of you. That was so great. Like, I mean, for Erica's expensive to be mad to make you cry. I mean, wow. 
<laughs> no, I think Kyle, I, I've never doubted that Kyle's a really great friend. I absolutely loved seeing just Kyle and her girls getting ready together. It's crazy because when oh. you like think about like years when this show started, like some of them are babies and now they're all getting glam together. I just thought that was like such a cute moment. But notice yeah. how when they enter the field, Mauricio, like, very nowhere to be seen. That was weird. Why didn't he walk out with them? It was weird, right? It was weird. It was really weird. It was kind of a little foreshadowing. Well, he was already out there. Maybe he just, like, wanted to be in the party because he didn't take as long to get ready. That's actually fair now that I think about it. He's a boy. He didn't take five hours to get ready and get glam. And he likes to party. So he probably was like, I'm going to go out and hang out with everyone. Like, I don't want to wait until everyone's been here for two hours and then have a grand entrance. Like, I want to go hang out with my friends. So now that I've just debunked that, I don't think it's weird anymore. (laughs) Um, You know, I did think what was weird was Erica saying before she performed that the only happiness, happiness she ever feels is when she's on stage. Well... That's a little sad for me. Well, where else would she feel happiness? I don't know, like in her life. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I get it. I get it. I think she meant just like, it's where she thrives. Like it's where she said, she said the only happiness in my life is when I'm performing period. That's it. Well, I think she was like, I think she was like (laughs) prolonging this sob story. She's been pushing all fucking season of like ever since everything happened to me i've been so sad and the only happiness that i even have left in my life after i've lost all my diamonds is stage and you know what i'm eating it up because i'm like yeah girl i get it i <laughs> also was cracking up when i i forget who was in this conversation it was sudden and camille and maybe denise and she's mm-hmm. like well erica's performing and i think denise goes well what is she performing and sudden goes Shares greatest hits. Like, what do you think she's performing, Denise, in your pink jacket in the all-white party? What do you think she's performing? I know. I also love when Dorit was like, I don't want to be the one to tell Denise <laughs> you can't wear pink to the white party. But I'm like, but Dorit, you just did tell her. Like, Yeah, she kind of already, you basically just told her Dorit. Did you catch, like, the background noise when Dorit, when, not Dorit, when Erica was going up on stage and somebody saying, like, Erica's lip syncing, like, come watch. Yeah, that was Denise. Was it Denise? I couldn't tell whose it was. It was Denise. And then she said, I'm so glad the cameras are all the way over there because I know I'm a bitch. And I was like, Denise Richards has still not figured out how this fucking show works. She doesn't understand a microphone. All these years. Yeah, it's a microphone. She literally was thinking that we did not hear her. Unless the camera was in front of her face. It's like, you were an actress, girl. Yeah. You used to do this for a living, not even just this isn't your first time ever being in front of a camera before. Like you were on on the show and you were an actress. I know, but I think that when you're like acting on set, like it is kind of like that. Like if you're not in front of the cameras, like people aren't listening to you. you That's true. That's that's true. Why she's gotten so confused over the years, but also (laughs) the tequila as well. I also thought it was such a full circle moment with Dorit going wow, Erica really is a true showman in her confessional talking about like how good she did at performing. I literally thought that there's a chance that they actually just used a clip from like her original confessional from the first episode. <laughs> Calling her a showman? Just, like, recycled it because she said the same fucking thing. Oh, she gave them a show. She's a real showman. 
<laughs> I I thought she was calling back, but that also is a good. No, I no, I think she was. You're right because it was a different outfit. But different it was outfit. Just, it was she. Um, yeah, she has a good sense of humor in that way. I don't think everyone would have caught that, but I totally caught that too. You're right. Yeah. All right. Now let's get into like obviously what we've been like dying, chomping at the bit to talk about is the Kyle and Mauricio drama. How do you feel? (laughs) Well, see, I'm I'm the opposite. I I had so many feelings. My first feeling was, did cameras because cameras were done, they'd wrapped filming. Did all this news break and did the cameras text like Garcelle, Crystal, sudden, hey, can we come over and film you finding out these news? This news, because no way the cameras were around when they first got the article. Yeah. No, you're right. I'm like, this is so fake. Garcelle being like, I said alerts. It was all fake because they all had glam on. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, All the people finding out, Crystal's husband, Rob Minkoff, won for me when he was like, oh, my God. He was like putting putting it all together. Do you think Morgan put in the story? I'm like, oh, my God, Rob Minkoff, you deserve a diamond. This sort of who planted this story. You want conjecture? Morgan told People Magazine. Let me tell you something right now, Rob Minkoff. You're in crazy director mode. You are seriously storyboarding a movie right now. That's what happens. Yeah, that was awesome. He he was like coming to play and Chris was like, okay, calm down. (laughs) Your director hat's on. He's like, this is going to be a soundbite. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. I thought his reaction was hilarious. But when they actually sat down. So at first I put in my notes, like, did this family sit down happen before the cameras were on? And I do think at first I thought it, but when Portia broke down and started sobbing, oh my God, I started sobbing. I was in tears. Portia, I mentioned this when me and Zach were on together a few weeks back. I have a few favorite toddlers from Bravo Networks from Mm -hmm. the housewife sphere. And it's Portia when she was a toddler and Aiden. Phaedra's mm-hmm. kid when he was a toddler. And I said, now Summer Moon is becoming one of my faves. Yeah. But Portia was always one of my faves. So seeing her just break down and cry, oh my God, yeah. it it teared on my heartstrings. Well, I mean, I guess it, it did feel very real for sure. I guess to your point, it is possible that they had, well, we know they talked about it before because they were all together like when the article came out. Yeah. So she said that. So, um, but even if this was a second sit down about talking about it, I don't think that the emotions were any less real because obviously the girls are still, this is still very fresh to them and, and them talking about it at all is like really tough. I don't think they've spoken a lot about it um, in the past. And I think that Portia maybe wasn't finding out anything like new, but she was just like still really sad just at all, you know? And I think that, um, well, when, when Kyle said, oh, fair is on her way. Like that felt real to me because she was like, we're having a sit down with all the girls. Mm-hmm. This one last girl is almost here. Like, yeah. are you ready to sit down? You know, it, it felt. It felt, yeah, that did, that part did feel real. I'm not sure if it was Sophia or Alexia that said it, but they said there's rumors that come out all the time and we always have known they're fake. So they don't mean anything to us, but this coming out and knowing it was real was really hard. And that's kind of like what broke me it's because there's been rumors about Kyle and Mauricio literally since season two of Beverly Hills. Like this is not new. That's why when the news first broke, we all thought it was like fake because we're like, okay, whatever yeah. Kyle and Mauricio news and the daughters knowing that like the daughters probably go into every single like scandal in quotes, knowing 
oh, nothing's going to happen. This is all fake. Yeah. So knowing that this was real and then having to deal with that was probably just a whole different set of emotions because they're so used to just being able to wipe off everything that they see in the media. Yeah. Well, and I think that Rob Minkoff, again, brought up a good point. He was like, wait, is this people? No, because seriously, because when it's like TMZ, it's yeah. like, no, but this was a people article and that is a higher publication, I think, I guess, like that. they. Yeah, like, it's not Bravo people. and Cocktails. It's not a it's not a story. Totally. A blackout yeah. story. It's not. It's not email. radar online. I have never leaked a story to radar online. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a real. That was publication. a horrible. That was a horrible Lisa impression. I cut that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it gave LBP. It gave LBP. <laughs> <laughs> I. But it's not radar online. It's not. It's not TMZ. It was like it. It is People Magazine, which is a li- little bit more respectable, and so that alone, I think, like made it feel more real. But you know, you bring up a really good point. And in the past, I really do think that they were still rumors. I still don't I still don't think that this makes it like all the past ones were real. I think that this was the first real one, you know? I, I think I think so too. I'm very curious if we'll find out at the reunion. I doubt we will, who actually leaked it. Cause it doesn't seem like it was either of them. It was Morgan. <laughs> okay, Rob. <laughs> I also think um erica coming over to kyle another like example of how good of a friend erica and kyle are like you said just in the performance kyle got brought to tears so seeing erica like come and rush over and say like i when i went through this i just know how alone i felt and i just wanted to be there for you it was just like it was a real friend moment it didn't feel like they were just a cast members on housewives that was like maybe one of the realest moments that Erica has ever given us, actually. Yeah. It was kind of crazy. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was actually really great. Um, I mean, and she made a lot of sense and um she looked amazing too. <laughs> I'm just saying I loved her outfit. <laughs> I, I did love her outfit too. <laughs> but um the montage at the end, like Bravo producers, you oh. have to do that to us. That's wow. what also broke me. So I was like getting oh. a little like, you know, choked up with Portia crying. And then we get the montage of all of their happy moments as a family. Like way to kick us one down. Yeah. No, Maddie, it totally made me cry. Like, of yeah. course, I definitely cried. I'm not, I'm not saying that I don't care. I just think that like, again, because of all the spoilers and the articles that we've seen in all of this, like it unfortunately just like wasn't as shocking as I would have liked for it to be. Cause I feel like I just like, you know, knew what I was walking into, but, um, I'm, I'm depressed as fuck about it. I, I really was hoping that this was all fake. And it's like, now that it's coming out that it's like really not, I'm like bummed. I know. I really, I really do hope when they were talking about it and they said, it's more, they're like, we haven't talked about the word divorce yet. It's not there yet. I'm hoping it never gets there. But you never know. Morgan was at Watch What Happens Live last night with Kyle. See, that's like her doing those things is what makes me feel like it is performative. Like that's when she like why like she's why going out Kyle, of her way. Like, yeah. I think what's fake is the lesbian rumors, maybe. Like I feel like she's trying to perpetuate that story a little bit too hard, maybe. Or they're actually dating. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what to believe. And I'm very excited for this reunion because Andy calls out Kyle. And even says, do you think you could see yourself in a relationship with Morgan? So. I do have to say one thing, though. I realized this in the confessional with Kyle. 
Kyle will never, I don't think ever divulge like what Maurizio really did. No, once you just said like her daughter, she's never when I lost my trust. Yeah. She's never going to tell us what happened because because of her daughters. She's never going to tell us what happened. We're never going to know. Period. No, that's, that's actually a great point because of her daughters. I just thought she'd just keep it close to her chest. But yeah, she doesn't want to tarnish their dad's reputation and she doesn't want to tarnish yeah. the dad's reputation in the kid's eyes. But when she yeah. just kept on saying things happened and I lost my trust. Yeah. Like what happened? Like she'll never say. Did he cheat? Was there like financial troubles? Was like, oh, I'm so eager. I'm so eager. I wish we could find out more. I think the reunion will be good. It's kind of crazy. Obviously, we we knew the surprise that Kathy was coming because, again, spoilers, everything is yeah. online. So we knew Kathy came to the reunion. I'm curious to see why she came to the reunion. Yeah, I don't care about that either. But, I mean, she really annoys me with her handbag all the time. Like, you're, you don't need a handbag. Like, Do you see she um, re-wore her dress? So the dress that she wears at the reunion, she wore to the Christmas party. She fucking would. Like, she really would. <laughs> yeah. She would. Because she's, like, trying to be, like, relatable. No, That's Kathy. No, Gunn. I just think she forgot. Like, she's just so <laughs> out of it. I just don't think she remembered that she already wore that. <laughs> I just think she forgot. Um, anything else on Beverly Hills? I don't think so. I know. They were kind of, other to me, other than Miami, like, they were kind of, like, lackluster episodes. I loved seeing, obviously, the Kyle and Mauricio, but it didn't come to the very end of the episode. Mm-hmm. So overall this week, it was it was slow to recap. I'm curious to see what's up for the Bravo sphere. Um, Summer House starts tonight. We're recording Thursday night, so Summer House starts. I know Annie is talking about maybe covering Love is Blind on the Patreon. So we have other Bravo shows and other shows in general. But right now it's looking like it could get quiet for Bravo for a little bit. I'm a little worried. Yeah. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, not sure what's going on. Where but... we're gonna go from here. Oh, I did one more thing about just the finales in general, though. I don't know if you they they've really switched up the way that they do the um the last the, scenes, the words on the screen. They they've done they for Miami, they give us like a whole little montage of each person, like where they weren't at the finale party. That was kind of cute. Um, and even on Beverly Hills, they kind of like put the words in the middle of the screen, like over the person, like that's different. They've really switched up the way that, again, it's more cinematic. I don't know why they're being so <laughs> over there at Bravo, but someone's really trying to get a paycheck. They're being artsy because there's not a lot of content. They were like, we have to do this up. We have to change up the title cards. They're going to get bored. There's not a lot going on. Well, it evokes more feelings when things are cinematic, period. So like that does make sense, honestly. Yeah, of course. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to this girly little takeover. I loved being on with you, Annie. It was such a joy. You guys know where to find us, about underscore Bravo on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Make sure if you like this episode, leave a review. Give us five stars. I think me and Annie deserve five stars. And if you don't think so, don't leave a review. End of story. Yeah, because you know what? Maybe you don't support women. You don't support women. (laughs) But (laughs) thanks, guys, for listening. Bye. Bye. 